vehicles and this many fatalities. There's a call to snuff out cigarettes from an unlikely source. CBS's Vicki Barker from London. Cigarettes should be banned in the UK by the year 2030. A call being made not by anti-tobacco activists, but by the head of tobacco giant PMI, formerly known as Philip Morris. PMI is throwing its resources into smokeless tobacco products. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm going (laughs) to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. If you're ready for an oil change, trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Right now, get five quarts of Valvoline full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for $33.99. Plus, get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate and double O rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Art isn't the only thing on display at museums in Italy. For the first time in perhaps 2,300 years of museum history, visitors are being viewed rather than just the artworks on show. A museum in Bologna, Italy, is using cameras and big data to determine where viewers of works of art focus their attention. Cameras have been installed next to more than 20 paintings, and with the help of artificial intelligence, they detect where the visitors attention is focused most on a work of art. Sabina Castelfranco, CBS News, Rome. They've just released the lineup for the Venice Film Festival. It'll kick off on the Lido September 1st with the premiere of Pedro Almodovar's Madres Pareles with Penelope Cruz. Also showing Spencer with Kristen Stewart starring as Princess Diana and The Last Duel with Matt Damon, Ben Affleck and Adam Driver. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Oil drilling investments involve a high degree of risk and are only suitable for SEC-accredited investors. Attention high net worth investors. Oil and gas investments have always been an ideal tax advantage and have been a way to invest and take a 100% write-off. The new administration is threatening to take this away. Invest in domestic oil drilling for a full tax credit this year. When you invest in oil, you get a 100% tax write-off. The OPEC cuts, cancellation of the pipeline, and pent-up demand from the pandemic has created the perfect storm for oil prices to shoot upwards. Analysts are predicting it could go over $100. Opportunity is knocking. Support domestic U.S. oil drilling and production and make your patriotic investment in oil and get a complete 100% tax deduction write-off. Call Encore Energy at 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. CBS Sports Brief Summer Games. Here's correspondent Steve Futterman. 
The Olympic swimming pool here in Tokyo continues to be friendly to American swimmers. The U.S. picking up another gold and another silver at the pool. The U.S. men led by Caleb Dressel won the 4x100-meter freestyle relay. Also part of that team, Blake Perino. We don't really pay attention to who's on the relay from the other countries or anything like that. Really just worry about ourselves. The great Katie Ledecky came close to winning her sixth lifetime gold medal but fell short as Australian Ariane Titmus surges in the final 50 meters to win the 400 meter freestyle. Ledecky settles for silver. It was just a tremendous race. It was a thrill to be a part of. The U.S. women's softball team is now set to play Japan for the gold medal. The Americans have yet to lose a game. The U.S. now has seven gold medals. The two most recent coming in skeet shooting. CBS Sports Brief, Summer Games. I'm Steve Futterman in Tokyo. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. Show. It's really, <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Lifelong ambitions, national pride, and fierce competition are in full display in Tokyo, and we're here to bring you the results and the drama behind them. CBS Sports Briefs from the Summer Games, your ticket to history. On Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South! Jamie? Southeast Asian Peninsula! Hey, hey, Jamie? Yes? I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just gotta finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. I-N-E-P-T-M-F-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-E-C-T-
But statistics, you can't, you can't always depend on statistics to tell the story of the ball game. And I do want to tell all the fans it was a road ball game and none of them was there. And I do want to point out to all the fans that I am real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the football field. There's, they, they was uh, conducting themselves just like gentlemen the whole time. And I am real proud of the way they conducted themselves on the road trip. You told me last week that your scouting uh, coaches, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, were having a little difficulty getting to IOU. Well, that's right. You know, uh, we had a real problem. We didn't have no game ball to award last week because uh, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark had to sell that rascal to get a couple bus tickets going up there and scout them boys up at IOU. And I, and uh, we still hadn't heard from Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, so we're afraid that they absconded with the funds from the game ball and they're not long longer to be seen no more. Well, Coach, even without the benefit of a scouting report, you did tell me before the game you felt IOU owed you a victory. Well, that's right. You know, I was talking about that with Coach Marrow over at IOU, and he said he'd put it in the mail. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FNs. My oh my, it's a busy morning and uh, the Olympics have added a, added a whole nother dimension to it. We're proud to be a CBS affiliate and bring you those reports regularly. My TV habits have changed uh, for a few weeks here. I do like the Olympics. It's a Monday. It's a free-for-all. It's the party line on 970 WATH. 97.1 as well. Well, we got lots of things to talk about this morning, and uh, Scott's here, of course. And, and uh, so today is National Disability Day. By the way, July 26th, the date. And on this date of July 26th, National Disability Independence Day. National All or Nothing Day. National Bagel Fest Day. National Aunt and Uncle's Day. And lastly, National Coffee Milkshake Day. You know, when I think of aunts and uncles, man, I had a mess of them, and I, they were all terrific. Really. Special, special. All right, let's see here. What else do we have on this day in history, right? That's what we normally do next. In the year 657, the Battle of Siffin, S-I-F-F-I-N, which was during the first Muslim civil war between Ali ibn Abi Talib and Muawiyah I, occurred beside the Euphrates River, year 657. 
forgive my pronunciations, folks. In the year 1519, Francisco Pizarro receives royal charter for the west coast of South America. 1533, Francisco Pizarro orders the death of the last Sapa Inca emperor whose name was Atahulpa, something to that effect. So um, he got in there, and 21 years later, took over for sure. 1803, the survey, I'm sorry, the Surrey Iron Railway, arguably the world's first public railway, Opens in South London, 1803. Somehow or other, I thought it was before that. 1908, the United States Attorney General's Office, or rather Attorney General, Charles Joseph Bonaparte, issues a order to immediately staff the office of the Chief Examiner. That office later became known as the FBI. 1945, the Declaration of Potsdam. U.S., Britain, and China demand the unconditional surrender of Japan during World War II. And the last one we have to bring you is uh, 1953, when Fidel Castro leads a failed attack on the Moncada barracks intended to spark a revolution in Cuba, but it did not happen. Famous birthdays. Mick Jagger. Today's his 78th birthday. Of course, we know him from the Rolling Stones. Jason Statham, 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 S-T-A-T-H-A-M. Today's his 54th birthday. Now, what is he known for? He is an actor. Okay. And does, uh, do we have a role or two that we can spit out? Uh, let's see. He was in The Fast and Furious, The Transporter, Wrath of Man, The Expendables. So a bunch. Yeah. George Bernard Shaw, born on this date in 1856, died in 1950. And another person who's passed, Stanley Kubrick. Wow. Uh, born on this date in 1928, died in 1999. Couple famous deaths. Ed Gein, G-E-I-N. Um, that doesn't mean a thing to me. I, I'm, once in a while these do fool me. It's probably a, probably a good thing it doesn't mean anything to you. He was also known as the Butcher of Plainfield, or the Plainfield uh, Ghoul. Okay. Was an American convicted murderer and body snatcher. Well, he was born in 1906, but died on this date in 1984. Why do they even give these guys a listing? 
Here's another Elena Corona Piscopia. Now, P-I-S-C-O-P-I-A. She was uh, born in 1646, died in 1684. Not a real long life. Now, what's her thing? Elena Cornaro Piscopia was an Italian mathematician and theologian who, as a child, studied multiple language and composed music. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't say a whole lot, for me, anyway. It's... <laughs> Here's a note about a show back in, uh, oh. Oh, she's the world's first lady Ph.D. holder. Really? Yeah, first lady to earn her doctorate. There's a show that evidently opened in London on July 26th. And I'm, I'm not sure, but it may be that it opened this year. It's called O Calcutta, The Bare Facts. And it says, when uh, born when free love and anything goes were the mantra of youth. So I guess that's a few years back. The show O Calcutta opened in... London, on this day, police considered a prosecution for obscenity. Evidently, the show was done in the nude. (laughs) Um, Stage production. So the only thing I'd like to figure out is what year we are talking about. Is this a recent thing or some years ago? Oh, Calcutta, the bare facts. Let's see what we can find. Other than that, we're done with it. While Scott's looking there, we can look at um, the statistics regarding COVID. You know, I've been keeping this for a long time, and I update it every day. I probably put a half an hour a day into these um, calculations. But uh, I'm up to 4,000 lines of data. Um, I take it you're not finding anything. Oh, yeah. I'm, I did. I was going to wait till you were done. This no. uh, it, it opened July 26, 1970. Oh, mercy. And it ran for more than 10 years. Racking up 3,918 performances. Wow. Well, evidently the cops backed off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, COVID, folks. Unsuspecting theater goers. Let me just give the most recent numbers, which are for yesterday. I'll start with Ohio. Um, Yesterday. We have now reached um, 1,122,104 cases. That represents 9.6% of our state's population. Uh, 
Yesterday, there were 4,335 new cases. Well, that may be an exaggeration because I didn't compute the day before. Okay. Anyway, there were some new cases in a fairly large number. Now, active cases at this point, where I said there was a million... 100,000 or so since uh, COVID began in the state of Ohio. Right now, there's an active number of 53,169, of which 8,426 are in ICUs. Now, the recovery rate, 97.15% of all those cases I mentioned have recovered. That's 1,090,077 people. Now, in the state of Ohio, there has been a total of 20,467 deaths. That represents 1.82%. So almost 2% of those that caught it died. But those figures are hanging on from some time ago. For example, there's been no new deaths for uh, several days. Okay. Now. Now. Why did I say it so oddly? Um... Okay, let's look at Athens. We had seven new cases yesterday, bringing the total to 5,263 cases, of which 5,189 have been cured or recovered. There were 60 deaths. There hasn't been an additional death in nearly two weeks in our county. If we were like the rest of the state of Ohio, we would have had a total of 100, I'm sorry, 1,008 more cases than we've had. So Athens, knock on wood, you're doing something right. Keep it up. Okay, now let's do the two larger groups. So worldwide, first of all, first of all, there's 7.8 billion people living in this world. The cases have, as of yesterday, hit the 194 million mark. To be exact, 194,795,753. So that represents 2.47% of the world's population. Now, again, not all those are active. In fact, 90%, 90.7% have been cured, or 
I, I, I not cured, but um, recovered. That's the word I was looking for. Recovered. So one million seventy six one hundred and seventy six million have recovered. See here. So active cases right now thirteen million eight seventy four nine forty five. Worldwide deaths as of yesterday four million one hundred and seventy four thousand six hundred nineteen. That's two point one four percent. Okay now. Um, a statistic I'll share with you. And then we'll go back and do it for uh, Ohio and Athens. I forgot to do it. The vaccination rate, as of yesterday, worldwide, and, and okay, I, I changed this data over the last few days. I used to say vaccinated, now I say fully vaccinated. So the numbers are a bit different. But worldwide, 1 billion, 77 million, 436,800. That's 13.68% of the world's population are fully vaccinated. Here in the United States, 161,974,055. That's 48.66% are fully vaccinated. State of Ohio, 55.71% fully vaccinated. 55%. Almost 56. Athens, fully vaccinated, uh, 42.65%. I have a blurb to go use here in a few minutes about this very topic. Okay. Um, I think I've done enough on these stats. I received an email over the weekend. from Arian Smedley. Um, she's a member of our city council, Athens City Council. Uh, she also is a member of a group that Dr. Carolyn Lewis put together, and it's entitled the Disabilities Commission. And they meet regularly. We have uh, information about their meetings. Uh, we share with you either on newscasts or on our websites. But um, but Arian Smedley uh, is uh, First Ward Council, um, represents the First Ward. First Ward's west side. And 
Dr. Carolyn Lewis asked that she share this letter with um, the media outlets, and of course, we're we're one of those. <clears throat> so, to the editor, it's announced. Imagine walking up with a disability and having a direct support professional, also known as a DSP, come into your home and get you out of bed. The DSP has to get inches from your face to do your transferring, dressing, and other personal care. Now imagine that you have a health condition which makes you more susceptible to, well, COVID-19. And this DSP has chosen not to get the vaccine to protect themselves and others from the virus. This writing goes on. This is the reality for many of us with disabilities and is one hidden issue of the COVID-19 pandemic. Those of us who do, those of us who need DSPs, that's a direct support professional, often don't have the choice whether to let someone in our house who is unvaccinated. We have to have someone come into our house, to our home, to transfer us out of bed and get us into wheelchairs. Sometimes we need them to access our community in a, va- in, a, um, in a variety of settings, including to the store, to our work sites, and to socialize. The people that we engage with out in public expect whomever we are with to have the same respect for other people's health as we personally do. We might have family members, friends, colleagues, younger children that can't get vaccinated. Our DSPs should consider that. I'm about halfway through this. Some of these DSPs, again, this stands for Direct Support Professional. And many in our community continue to make the choice to not get vaccinated because they aren't personally worried about COVID-19. And there are not enough DSPs who are vaccinated to go around. So we ask the DSPs to wear a mask. We ask them to be careful and to sanitize. We spend thousands of dollars on masks and gloves and wipes. But with newer and stronger variants of the disease, many of us worry that it's only a matter of time before a fourth wave comes and again disproportionately kills those of us with disabilities. Unfortunately, the virus is killing those with underlying health risks at a much higher rate than the average person without a disability. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, these include people with lung and breathing issues, cancer, Down syndrome, and and weakened immune systems 
who have a greater chance to get the disease and a greater chance of dying. So, this committee writes, To all in our community, we want to encourage everyone who can to get the vaccine. It's easier than ever. DSPs have been have very important jobs, and we are unable to live our lives without them. They are often underpaid for what they do, and we appreciate their work. Now is the time to get the vaccine to protect us and the rest of the community. So this is signed by um, a couple members of the uh, Athens City Commission on Disabilities. Dave McNally and uh, Noah Tremblay. And at the urging of Dr. Carolyn Lewis, <clears throat> who heads up the Disabilities Commission here locally, uh, member Arian Smedley uh, sent this to us, as well as all media, I'm sure. But I thought it was worth sharing with you. All right. Now, I've got the New York Times morning report here. And what do you think its first topic is? That's right, vaccination. I'll skip some of the text and just go right to the point. What we know. Let's start with a few facts that are clear. Vaccinated people are nearly guaranteed not to be hospitalized or killed by COVID. <coughs> Excuse me. Among children under 12 who remain ineligible for the vaccine, serious forms of COVID are also extremely rare. Children face bigger risks when they ride in a car. Next, the Delta variant does not appear to change either of those facts. Next, millions of unvaccinated American adults are vulnerable to hospitalization or death from COVID. So given those points, the most effective COVID fighting strategy has not changed. Shots in the arm. That's it. This is a lengthy item. I'm trying to uh, just bring you the most important points. And if we have time, we'll come back to it. But we have uh, 19 minutes left today, and I've got some other interesting items to share with you as well. Did you know the Olympics are underway? I did. <laughs> How can you help, right? Yeah. Even the, even the networks that don't have the rights to it this year, of course... 
I guess they have the right to give you some follow-up reports. It, you know, no network can claim exclusivity, truly. But NBC's the big, the big kahuna this year. Uh, but you just heard us airing a CBS uh, update, which we do regularly throughout the day during this event. So I just got to thinking about the Olympics in my weird way. So here are some facts that I'm betting most of you know, but we'll just run through. So it all got underway last Friday. The opening ceremonies were remarkable. I found myself glued to it. But here are some facts. Athens, Greece hosted the first modern Olympics. I have a hunch most of you know that. Number two. The Olympics have been hosted by 19 different countries since the year 1896. 19. Number three, the Olympic rings represents solidarity and unity among the, co the continents of Africa, North America, South America, Asia, Oceania, and Europe. The uh, gold and silver and bronze things, those were not awarded until 1904. That was the first time. During ancient Olympics, the winners were awarded with an olive wreath. Number five, the United States has won more than 2,800 medals. Going into this year's games, no other country has won more than 1,000. Wow. I didn't know that one. Likewise. <clears throat> As if you've been watching it, Michael Phelps is one of the commentators uh, on the crew. He is the most successful Olympian, period. The U.S. swimmer earned 28 medals, including 23, which were gold, and he did so during four different Olympic appearances. So that's a 16-year stretch, right? Yeah, he was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Originally, the games were only in the summer. The Winter Olympics first began in 1924. Golf, the game of golf, made its Olympics debut in 2016. Not that long ago. Baseball, softball, karate, skateboarding, and sport climbing will be debuting this year. They were supposed to have been last year, but 
We're still calling this the 2020 Olympics because it was meant to happen last year, but the COVID thing postponed it one year. The United States has hosted the Summer Olympics four times now, twice in Los Angeles. Those years were 1932 and 1984. St. Louis was the first place it was hosted, and that was in 1904. First place in the U.S., that is. And Atlanta had the, the, um, the thrill in 1996. Here's an odd fact. Figure skating started out as a summer Olympics sport. Hmm. That's odd. Yeah. Okay. I've got more on that. But this over here interests me more. How many Olympic sports? That is, um, regardless of summer or winter. Do you think exist? Oh, I have. Is it including both summer and winter? Mm, yeah. Gee whiz, it keeps growing every year. I'm going to say 300. Oh, mercy, no. <laughs> Seems that way. Now, there may be some. Um, well, so the next question I should have is I suppose, how many gold medals? Are represented so because maybe that is 300 but he, let me give you an example no I'm gonna give you 67 examples okay okay so let's start with um, I guess these are largely by some form of alphabetical order so there's three vi three versus three basketball okay yes there's acrobatic gymnastics. There's alpine skiing. We're mixing both summer and winter now. There's archery. There's artistic gymnastics. There's artistic swimming. There is a term simply athletics. Then badminton. Baseball and softball. Basketball. Beach volleyball. Beach handball. The biathlon. BMX freestyle. BMX racing. The bobsled. Boxing. Breaking, canoe and kayak flatwater, canoe and kayak salam, slalom rather, forgive me, slalom, there's cross country, there's curling, diving, equestrian, 
fencing, figure skating, football, freestyle skiing, futsal. Okay, I need help with that one. Me too. F-U-T-S-A-L. But the icon they have for it is the same as football. We'll come back to it. Golf, handball, hockey, ice hockey, judo, karate, luge, marathon swimming, modern pentathlon, mountain bike, Nordic Nordic combined rhythmic gymnastics road cycling roller speed skating rowing rugby sailing shooting short track speed skating skateboarding skeleton Ski jump, ski mountaineering, snowboard, speed skating, sport climbing, surfing, swimming, table tennis, taekwondo, tennis, track cycling, trampoline, triathlon, Volleyball, water polo, weightlifting, and wrestling. Now, futsal. Futsal is a football game played on a hard court, smaller than a football pitch and mainly indoors. It has similarities to a five-a-side football. Futsal is played between two teams of five players each. One of whom is the goalkeeper. Now it goes on to say, "Is is it more difficult than soccer? The futsal ball is smaller and feels heavier than a normal soccer ball. It's also got much less bounce. Players are forced to think a little harder with the futsal ball, as is required more skill and thought when moving the ball around." Okay, so I watched. Um what is it, water polo yesterday or the day before? Mm-hmm. How do those guys cap, catch the ball with one hand? Well, the, the ball is small enough, and typically those guys that play have pretty good-sized hands. And, and then that's what makes it easier. The balls, I don't think it's as big as you think it is. It's not as big as a basketball, obviously. Of course not. And it's a little smaller than a soccer ball. Well, still. Yeah, it's wet. It's wet. <laughs> and they, like, capture it like glue. Yeah, and they're swimming the whole time. They're doing that, too. They're not touching the bottom of the pool. And and pick any one, any sport you want there are things you watch and you go how did they do that yeah 
Well, we have two weeks of it, and it is um, certainly a major item in our home. Yeah, men's basketball stubbed their toe last night. They lost to France. They're not shooting very well. Their shooting percentage is what is hurting them. And France has some pro players on their team. One, uh, Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz, I believe, Mm -hmm. played for France, and he is one of the best players in the NBA. Matter of fact, I think he was an all star this year. So they're going to meet up with some teams that, you know, have professional players that play in the NBA, too. That's their first loss. Uh, men's volleyball, women's volleyball, I watched some of that. My goodness, those men and women, they can send a ball over the net with such velocity. Oh, my. It is incredible. I'd like to see the speeds measured by some of those hits the spikes Mm -hmm. and even the serves some of those serves are wicked fast indeed folks a word about tomorrow's program Uh, Tom O'Grady is going to be our guest Tom is the director of the Athens County Historical Society and Museum you see that be on Congress in West State, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The corner there, former church. And uh, fine facility. And uh, we'll get caught up to date on uh, some of the things they've done there to uh, over the last couple of years. He's been in a few times, uh, but just not recently. So we'll get brought up to date. And it's something our region's very proud of. Okay. I did bring in a report this morning entitled 2021 States with the Best and Worst School Systems. Now, you've often heard me say that um, it's nice to be in the top batch. It's really nice not to be in the bottom batch. And I'm not too concerned about being in the middle. There's 51 places, you know, they, 50 states plus the District of Columbia. And by the way, you've heard this possible action that's being taken to make District Columbia of our 51st state? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. The number one state for public school education, Massachusetts. Number two is Connecticut, three, New Jersey, four, Virginia, five, New Hampshire, six, Maryland, seven, Delaware, eight, Nebraska, nine, Wisconsin, and coming in 10th, Vermont. certain uh, geographical trend there, you might say. Now, who are the bottom ten? Coming in 40th, Hawaii, California. 42nd is Oregon. 
43rd, South Carolina, 44th, West Virginia. 45th, Mississippi, 46th, Oklahoma, 47th, Alabama, 48th, Alaska, 49th, Arizona, and dead last, Louisiana. <clears throat> Where does Ohio fall? 30th. Now, it doesn't bother me too much that we often fall right in the middle. I will have the pleasure of saying one more thing. A state that you hear me mention periodically. Can you guess? Yep. Wyoming <laughs> comes in 23rd. Wyoming. Where Ohio comes in 30th. Well, I just thought you'd like to know. And there's a lot more detail on this, like dropout rates, math test scores, highest reading test scores, SAT scores, and I can go on and on. But, um, again, I'm not too, too worried when we come in in the middle bracket. I just don't want to be in the lowest bracket if you know what I mean. Anything on your plate? We got about 20 seconds. Uh, nope, just more Olympics coming up this evening. I think they moved some of those uh, games to yesterday, some of the events today, because of that storm that's moving towards yes. Tokyo. Yeah, there is a um, the weather meteorologist and all of that are a little bit concerned about some of the upcoming weather situation there approaching them particularly for those that are um, competitions are held outside. Yeah. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you In tomorrow. our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. COVID cases are still rising in every U.S. state. Health officials say the trend is being fueled by the Delta variant and people who haven't been vaccinated. Brown University's Dr. Ashish Jha tells CBS this morning. If you're fully vaccinated, you might get a breakthrough infection. You might have a couple of days of not feeling great, but you're not going to end up in the hospital. You're not going to end up dying. Dr. Sunil Kumar is seeing an uptick in hospitalizations and deaths at Broward Health Medical Center in Florida. Patients here in this unit already asking, can you give me the vaccine now? It's kind of too late. The White House has just confirmed the U.S. will maintain travel restrictions. California's largest wildfire destroyed more than a dozen homes north of Sacramento over the weekend, and now it's merged with another fire. WCBS-TV forecaster Lonnie Quinn says Mother Nature's been no help. It's raining like cats and dogs up at 20,000 feet in the atmosphere as it moves through that column of air at the surface. It's so hot, it's so dry, it just evaporates the rain and you don't get the benefit of the water on top of the flames.
Southern Oregon's bootleg fire, now the third largest in recorded state history. An update on what's happening at the Olympics from CBS's Steve Futterman in Tokyo. U.S. swimmers get another gold and silver. Gold comes in the men's 4x100 meter freestyle relay, but in the women's 400 meter freestyle, defending Olympic champion American Katie Ledecky finishes second. I mean, I've experienced it. Of course, you always want to hear your national anthem. Gymnastics now takes over the spotlight as the men's 